Lift up your voice and worship Him. Jehovah, we praise you. Jehovah, we praise you. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Thank God from your heart. Thank God from your heart. Thank God from your soul. Yay! Mariboso palegeron de si paradida. Le recoteski maleromba lo brego baroda. Me supragedon de rebosi porodogonda. We worship you, our King. We worship you, our King. We worship you, our King. We exalt you, Jehovah. We bless you, Lord. Sovereign Lord. Rade separado bosha baradidasa. I've got to give you insight this morning. As the Lord will give you insight this morning. Pray for the spirit of insight. You follow what God has been speaking and directing throughout the week. Give me insight, O oh God. Lord, we bless you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh Lord. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' holy name we are worshipped. For the past one one hundred and um I think uh, 80 days. The Lord has taken this house in new time. Throughout this week, it was awesome. On Friday, the Lord stretched his hand out. 
and began to pour oil upon the head of everyone who came. You have entered into a new season of refreshing. Sons of the light see in the dark. The secret of the darkness of this season shall be revealed to you. In this last battle, you will be victorious. In Jesus' name. Let's take our seats, please. I want to take you through what we started last week. Who can remind me what the topic of last week? The battle is the Lord's. Let me hear you again say it. I, this is, is the general headquarters. Say good morning to someone beside you. I think um, I will I will I will charge all of you who are in this service. You know, this is what we're going to agree. Every morning, I mean you your pastors and leaders and all you warriors, every morning you have to get some coffee available at the desk there. So that whenever I just ask you a question and you didn't answer me the Bible way, I will say coffee time, everybody go and take coffee. Black one without sugar and without milk. You'll be compelled to drink it. You know why I'm teaching you about the battle is the Lord's. The Lord spoke to me in my crusade last two weeks ago now in Nigeria concerning this season. Let me show you some few things from the Lord. In the book of Daniel chapter 10 verse 13. This is a story that talked about when Daniel was praying and the prayer went on for days. He says, but the prince of the air. Now, let me read from verse 12. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. I want to listen and let's read within the lines of the scriptures. But the prince of the resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of our princes, helped me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now go to verse 20. Verse, verse, verse 20, yes. So he said, do, not, uh, do you know why I have come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I go, the prince of Greece will come. But first I will tell you what is written in the the book of truth. No one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. And in the first year of Darius the Midi, I took my stand to support and protect him. Let me help you understand something here. You know, we're talking about this end time. The Lord revealed to me January last year that in the month of October, hell will release demons upon the earth that we have never seen before. And you begin to hear a lot of tragic things happening more rapidly. 
But then in December, God released so many angels to the face of the earth for God's people to be able to be woken up. You know, the issue is that the battle, the last battle has been drawn. I would get Christianity is not solid in these days. In this season, we'll soon be outwitted by the devil. But you know, before the battle is drawn, victory has been determined. And yesterday, I began to help you understand the principles of victory in the days of battle. But there's something I read in this scripture. Don't worry about the rest of it for now. It says, so, he said, do you know, verse 20, why I've come to you? Soon I will return to fight again against the prince of Persia. And when I go, the prince of Greece will come. And then he says, but first I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. So battle cannot hinder revelation. Somebody say amen. amen. For battle, we will fight. I told you before you were born. Those who give birth to you were in battle. From the day you were born, you started fighting. Till you die, you will continue to fight. But the fact is this, whose side are you determines what happens to your battle. If you look at that scripture, it says that, well, though uh, now that I am with you, I just fought a battle. When I go back, I'm going to fight another battle. But I will still tell you what is, what is written in the, in the book of truth. So battle cannot stop you from hearing God. Now, the other thing is that if you look at the same scripture for this end time, chapter 12, verse 1 of chapter 12, it talks about this season that you and I are. It says, at that time, Michael the great prince who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as had not happened from the beginning of nations until then. And if you look at that prophecy, this is the season, isn't it? Have you ever heard since you were born, maybe when you were growing, they were slashing throats of people and celebrating their death? Have you heard that in your time? Okay. When you were growing up, Many of you, I mean, those of you 20 years ago, 10 years ago, they weren't slashing people's throats. They weren't beheading people, you know, and celebrating it. But today, they are beheading people. There is so much distress. Look at the Pope yesterday. The Pope went to the refugees, and a young girl among the refugees knelt down by the in front of the Pope and shedding tears, weeping profusely. Please help us. Please help us. Another man, the same thing. Please help us. There is distress such that had never been before. These are people who left their home thinking that they have come to, you know, Europe to be received and to be helped. And their hope was dashed. And the keepers of the law began to break the law, which is Europe. But what they are doing right now is against human rights. A stupid man on the street know it. But yet they are doing it. So these people are hopeless and miserable. But let me say something to you. More distress is coming. Look at what happened in Japan yesterday. 
for the past 48 hours, two earthquakes. The first one struck, the second one struck. People died. The earth broke open. I believe they are works of the devil. I believe they are works of the devil. Jesus prophesied it, that it will happen. But the Bible tells us here that this distress will happen in the last days. But the distress that will happen in the last days is because of the powers of hell. But he mentioned also that Michael, your great prince, will protect your people. Now, what is the evidence to me that it is not God who caused the distress? If God caused the distress, why should Michael protect God's people? The devil is the one causing the distress. If God caused the distress, he does not need to send Michael to protect his own people. Listen to me. Now, let's go to the parallel of the battles. Yes, last Sunday, we looked into the battle of Jehoshaphat. The battle of Jehoshaphat. The first thing that we recognized was that Jehoshaphat was a godly man. Sorry, Hezekiah. Hezekiah. We're looking at Jehoshaphat today. Hezekiah we looked at last week. It says in chapter 29 of Second Chronicles, Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father had done. So he was a man who did what was right. Not in the eyes of man, but in the eyes of the Lord. Whenever the Bible says someone did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, what, that, what they are saying is that he was a holy man. But then if you look also, said the Second Chronicles 31 verse 22, 21. It says, in everything that he undertook, that is Hezekiah, in the service of God's temple, in the house of God, and in obedience to the law and the commands, he sought his God and worked wholeheartedly. And so he prospered. Now we have two evidence here about Hezekiah. That, and I told you last Sunday, Christians should not be failures. In anything that we do, we should prosper. Now, if a Christian is, the life of a Christian is full of failure, it's because you are ungodly. You are ungodly. Christians, if a Christian is overcome by a battle all the time, it's because that Christian had missed the mark. Because you have heard that in the last day there will be distress, but Angel Michael will be there to fight for the church. And you have understanding here that it says, in everything that he undertook in church, I want to understand this. Everything he undertook and in the obedience to the law, which is holiness. Okay? And the commands of the law. The Bible says don't do this, he won't do it. The Bible says do this, he will do it. The Bible says don't do that, he won't do it. The Bible says do this, he will do it. Okay? Then it says that that man sought God. 
Um, some of you think that somebody who fasts and prays seeking God, you are not. Fasting and prayer does not mean you are seeking God. But those who seek Him fast and pray. Have you understood now? You may fast and go hunger strike. That doesn't give you any victory. But those who have victory to fast. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? I want to complete it for me. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What will happen to them? And then then if you are a member of CFT and you haven't known that, repent. Look, look at me. I'm telling you, and I told you some things last Sunday. God is fed up of seeing people who profess to be his children, but they have no relationship with him. I told you a woman was taken, I was sent that a woman was taken to heaven from Mexico. And when Jesus took, him to, took her to heaven, she saw many things. But what, one of the things she saw was that they brought her, Jesus brought her to her church. She found people with white garments, that is the robes, to enter heaven. But they were all stained. And Jesus said that those whose robes are stained cannot enter therein. She went to many churches. She saw people in white garments, but their robes are stained. Some of them, their robes are very, very stained with sin. Some of them, their robes are a little stained. And he says that no such a sin will come in here. And he said to her, she said to her, go and warn them for me. Because <laughs> to say that I accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, does not take you to heaven. I repeat myself. To say that I receive Jesus Christ into my heart, I confess him as my Lord and Savior, does not take you to heaven. It is the beginning of the journey. Jesus says, not all who call me Lord, Lord, that is, you receive him as your Lord and Savior, will enter the kingdom of God. But those who are, do the will. In Romans chapter, it says that those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. So, if you call him Lord, and you are led by your mind, you are not his son. You are not his son. You are led by your will, she said that the Lord showed her many choices all over the world. And the Lord said that I didn't send many of them. People who are in those churches have no communication to heaven because they never hear anything that will help them go to heaven. And Jesus said to her that she tell them that there are many people who have planted churches that he did not send them. Because he did not send them, he will not give them the portion for the flock. So people who go to churches like that get nothing because the one that is over them was not sent. You know, I told you something. Ephesians chapter, chapter 4, verse 11, it says, It was he who gave some to be apostle, pastor, teacher, and all the five. But in verse 7, it says to each one, The grace has been given as Christ apostles. So anybody that in his book, He's not sent into an office who, as an imposter, occupied the office. Grace shall not be given. As I am so, if I decide to go and do what God didn't send me among the five, forget it. You'll just be a babbler. He's like a, a, a lawyer who believes that because he's so intelligent, he went to the 
uh, intensive care and said he was going to operate on people who they bring for uh, intensive care. Yes. How much can a lawyer operate somebody in intensive care? He just take a knife and begin to cut them. Then he will end up a victim of his law that he's supposed to protect. So are you. It is like somebody who says that I'm a man, but you are a woman. Or I am a woman, but you are a man. Okay? Therefore, hear the voice of the Lord. If you seek God wholeheartedly, you must prosper. Who can tell me one more scripture that tells you that? Is a common memory verse. Eh? Yeah. Joshua. One eight. What did you say? <laughs> if you sing with all your heart. Uh-huh. No, I said the word who seek me wholeheartedly will prosper. Is what I ask you. Eh? Twenty nine thirty. What do you say? Eh? No, it didn't say prosper. <laughs> say it now. What do you say? No, it didn't use the word prosper. I want you not to forget what did David what did David say to his son Solomon? <laughs> yes, tell me now. Where is that? Eh? First Chronicles? No, not nineteen. Twenty eight nine. Okay, let's see it now. Shall we read it together? Uh huh. Uh huh. You see, wholehearted, that's what I want to hear. A repetition of the word. Then, wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, not by force. You don't go to prayer because they are forcing you. You pray so that you will not pray. There are people who allow tribulation to make them pray. But people who understand me can never enter into such dimension. Because you are prayed ahead, tribulation won't come. It won't come. It's not tribulation that makes you pray. It's like people who pray because of demons. I laugh at them on the field. Because when they see, when we see real demons in the crusade, they run. They run. So he says, and then, with wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. Let's read on. For the Lord. For the Lord does what? Aha. Aha. Did you hear that? So if you say you are born again and you forsake him, he will get rid of Go back to he says this man undertook service in church. He was a king. 
He was a king. But he has assignment in joy. You know, David said, I prefer to be an usher in the house of God and to be a king in the palace. Don't your life, brethren. We don't have more time. Any longer. No more time to play. It says, and he was obedient to the Lord of God. Okay? And the commands that he sought his God and walked with whole heart. I've told you, I won't pray for anybody apart from service. When I'm in the meeting, if you miss it, don't come to me for prayer. I myself, I want someone to pray for me. Oh, yes. Once I finish meeting, you come to me, I won't pray for you anymore. Because when I'm in meeting, when I make declaration, if you don't plug into it, forget it. You come the next time. But let me say this to you. This man served God, not with his mouth, but with his heart. Check yourself now. If you have to die now, will you be one of those who say, Go, Lord, please I, let me. No wonder he prospered. Now, let me have you have a win from you now. So, we understand from here that anybody who, who seeks God wholeheartedly will prosper. But we have from that um, uh, David's instruction that even when you seek God and you turn away from God, he will turn away from you. Okay, now, what about Second, second Chronicles uh, 26? 4. What does it say? Let's read that together. Hey, general quarters. Aha, uh-huh, the next verse. Aha. Uh-huh. Professor, you heard me now. So now you can now add your Jeremiah to it. You can now. And who sees God? And it's a failure. God didn't create it. You will never see a man who sees God with the whole of his heart. And is always losing battle. God did not create such. Alright? Really those who seek God with their heart see before battle comes. It doesn't cut them on ears. And that is you. That's what you must be. That's what you ought to be. Because... This man was able to seek God because he had a Zechariah over him who taught him. You in this house have a Zechariah, a man who sees and teaches you how to see. Because he says, I've been telling people there are people who preach for their pocket's sake. People who preach from intelligence but they have no sight to see. All right. So there are four things that we're going to, to go through. Three ingredients of victory. And we're going through parallels now. Three ingredients of victory. <laughs> the first ingredient of victory is this. Faith and confidence in God. After this Hezekiah had done all these good things. We read last week how Sennacherib which war against him. And I have to understand that because you are righteous, that's the reason why Satan will fight you too. 
<laughs> but if you look at it, it says, I also said to you last week that, you know, Satan will boast and try to intimidate you. But you must have faith and confidence in God. So after Senakiru sent his army to Israel and they began to lambast Israel and told Israel how much they have destroyed all the nations and how much they will destroy Israel. And then Ezekiel said, be strong and courageous. Second Chronicles 32 verse 7. 32 7. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and the vast army with him. For there is a greater God with us than with him. Do we believe that? Say amen. With him is only the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God. To do what? To help us. And to do what? To fight our battles. God does not help you alone. He fights the battle. So in real battle we do nothing. And I will show you right now. The only thing we do is to seek God. You seek God and he goes and fights. God, if God is with you and Satan is coming against you, do you think that God in you will be looking? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's speak now. Now, if you are a father and a thief is trying to boggle your house and you have a gun, machine gun, and your, all your children are screaming, hey, your wife is shouting, daddy, daddy, daddy. And what will you do? You will carry your yourself, but stay away. You go there and confront the issue, isn't it? Because they cry to you. They have faith in you. They have confidence in you. Then you rise up. They don't fight the enemy. It's you who fight the enemy. So therefore, tell me, how could a faithful man lose battle? When his God is the one who fights. But you must have faith and confidence. God will help and God will fight. The second thing that you must do is to cry to him. Pray. It says then in Second Chronicles 32, 20, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Ammon, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. Faith and confidence in God, then cry to God. But you know, these guys are not people who just went to God because they had battle. No, they, they were people who seek God regularly. You, you understand this, Isaiah now. Isaiah was one of, he was, really, we believe theologically that he was the most advantaged prophet of the old. Because he was the only one who saw the most revelation about Jesus Christ. No other prophet did. He spoke about pre-existing Christ. He spoke about Christ coming to the world. He spoke about life of Christ. The miracles Jesus would do. He spoke about the death of Christ. The resurrection of Christ. He talked about the reign of Christ. The coming coming back of Christ. Isaiah saw everything. So he was a godly man. A man who prays normally. But when this battle came. The prophet and the king came together and sought God. That's why I told you the prayer we are doing in church every day. Don't miss it though. So that one day you won't have to come to this door when it's short and be crying, Father, you answer prayer here, answer me. That will not happen to you. So you better join. Prayer. Now when you pray, what, what does happen all the time when they cry to God? That's number three. Prophetic direction will come. When you pray concerning battle, before God will fight, God will give you instruction. God will give you instruction. So in the in 37th of Isaiah, verse 33, 
God began to speak through Isaiah and he says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria, Sennacherib. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I remember the previous verse, it says, And I will put hook in his mouth, and I will drag him by the way back to where he came from. Now, when you hear prophetic direction, then victory is sure. When you hear prophetic direction, victory is sure. The rest is a story. Number four, the Lord gives not partial victory, total victory. I don't know what is, you are confronting. In this month of April, the covenant of God with this house is that he will give you total victory. Amen. I said the Lord will give you total victory. <clears throat> Lord went out and put to death Syrian camp. When the people got up where they were all dead bodies. So Sennacherib king He says in chapter 14, verse 13. And said, ah, he must go to the mountain. You know, I told you about mountain. God said that, Jesus said that in chapter 4 of John, that man shall not worship the Father on the mountain anymore. But now people are going to mountain to look for God. God is not mountain. There is no prayer mountain in this world that God is. God is in the people, not on the mountain. So if two people of God are on the mountain, God is there. If one person of God is there, God is there. But if all of them on the mountain, there is no God inside them. God is not on the mountain. God don't go to any mountain. Wherever you call the name, he answers you. So the man decided to go to mountain. Hmm? This happened a year or two ago. I said if he had, if he had a point to call me. I would tell him to go to his house. Well, he went home that day, really. He now said they must go to the mountain to pray against this death. And it is why going to the mountain to pray against death, that death killed him on the way. 
You know what opened the door for the devil? Faithlessness. Yeah, fear. Fear. Look at what it says further. That is faith and confidence in the Lord. It says that the people grumbled and Moses prayed. Okay, prayer. What followed prophetic instruction? Chapter 14. Like uh, Ezekiel did. Then he went and he prayed. And God says to him, why are you praying to me? Why are you crying to me? He said, tell Israel to move on. (laughs) Prophet. I want to understand this. Verse 16 says, an Israelite can what? Go through the sea on dry ground. Instruction is partnership. That's how it happens. So it's not that those people will just fold their hands and sit down after prayer and then go fight battle. In every time, God understand this. To part the Red Sea. Divide the water. So that Israelite can go through the sea on dry ground. Now, go to chapter 14, verse 12. The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over To that crippled boy, the unction was on me. I grabbed the leg. I said, Go in the name of Jesus. And we saw things like sparks come out of my hand, and the leg began to stretch in slow motion. Saw it. Pastor Eric was there. We saw the process of growth. But in CSC, the, the Lord said He will heal a crippled boy, a, a girl, the first day. And I brought the girl. I said, Put the girl over there. The girl was. was you know, sitting, you know, just about 20 feet away from me. The legs mumbled up, jumped, slim, short. And I kept on preaching. And when I moved to the girl, they would look at me. And the girl, when I moved away from the girl, they would look at me. <laughs> eh? And suddenly as I was walking away, the unction to heal came upon me. And I stretched rise up in the name of Jesus. From 20 feet, and the power of God picked that child and pulled the child up. The third time the child was running all over the whole place. Now, the first cripple I touched, the second cripple, Holy Spirit, you cannot formalize Holy Spirit. 
Neither can you standardize him. That's the reason why those who are giving you, give not you. People are giving them oil and ribena. May God destroy them. God cannot be reduced to ribena and oil. Or someone saying that they are taking the blood of Jesus. Take a shot. They are cults. Occult, really, not cults. Prophetic instruction, therefore, comes from a prayer of faith and confidence. And faith and confidence in God arises because of intimacy with God. If you look at when Israelites were running about and making as yeah, um, Moses was not. Moses just said to them that, don't worry, the Lord will fight. Not because God has told him, but he knows that God will do it. Are you with me now? Then he now went to pray. So you can see, faith and confidence in God that arises because of relationship. You can see prayer of faith and prophetic instruction. And the end of it was total victory. Total victory. Well, next week I'll talk to you about Jehoshaphat because time is gone. But I want to know this, number one. We are in this world to fight. Okay? Even when you don't see any problem, there is battle going on. It is the angels that they don't allow you to see some. Because many battles the angels fight for us, we don't see them. You know, sometimes you see a narrow miss of an accident. You say, oh my Lord, I will have just died. An angel had fought the battle. He only allowed you to see that God is on your side. So that you would know how to appreciate God. So one that time you will see a wind of battle. And when it gets to the crunch, it's gone. But some other time, it will be thrown on your face. Okay? And the, the battle I'm talking about now is the one that really confronts you. I don't know which area of life you are having battle. Some have battles in their marriage. Some have battles with their children. Some have with their husbands, some with their wives. Some have their, in their office, in their business, and in their health. Call it challenges. The Bible says, God said, when you are passing through fire, I will be with you. Which means you will pass through fire. You cannot grumble like the people of Israel. Listen to me. If you have been laxing in your relationship with God, stop it. Stop it. Do you know what? Everybody will commit to something on earth. Some commit to failure. That will not be your portion. You better commit your time to God and seek Him. The Bible says, seek God while He might be found. Spend your time, not on television, on YouTube. Spend your time seeking the face of God, reading the Bible, understanding God, praying to God. Seeking relationship with God. So that when the days of evil will come, you will take your stand, the Bible says. You cannot run. You cannot magnify Satan. Like some people, you know, in their life, the devil did this, the devil did that. Angels don't do anything. God don't do anything. The devil did this. The de- and when they magnify the devil so much, you will wonder how will, what will God then be? They diminish God to nothing. Because they lack relationship with God. 
Those who are relationship laugh at evil days. That's what the Bible says. They laugh at evil days. Because the victory has been determined before the battle. Stand up on your feet. Let's pray. I want us to pray from the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I pray that the Lord will fill with the knowledge. The spirit of knowledge and wisdom and revelation of him. Asking God of our Lord Jesus Christ that glorious Father may, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Now begin to pray that prayer. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me revelation. Give me wisdom. Give me revelation. Let me know you better. I want to know you better, O oh God. Tell the Lord to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. Oh Lord. Tell the Lord I need wisdom from you. I need revelation from you. I want to know you better. Tell the Lord, give me the spirit of insight that gives sight. Tell the Lord, wake my spirit up to seek your face. The Bible says that we are not sons of darkness that the time may catch us unawares. Let's pray for all CRT members globally that God will break the chain of laziness. God will remove every veil by the power of His Spirit. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Let's look at Zechariah 2, 3, and 4. Very quickly. Do you know something? We pray here every day. At 6 to 7. Every Tuesday we have Bible study. Where we look at Wednesday. Wednesday here. Where we look at the Bible chapter by chapter. Verse by verse. Can you tell God when you stand before him. That I'm a member of that church. And you're not part of those things that God instituted. We understand people who are at 6 o'clock, they are, they are at work. Permanent night is a useless work. Yes, permanent night is useless. It is ungodly. It is unhealthy. It is unsensible. Because a man ought to sleep with his wife in the night. And a wife in her house in the night. On the marriage bed, says the Lord. If any one of you is doing any job like that, let me know. I will just command you out of it. Oh yeah, God will give you a better job. You don't have to kill yourself. When, when it, the night falls, the whole creature sleeps. So what are you doing that you are working all night? Permanent night is a useless job. It, I'm sure that if doctors do research, if they are not understood this, well, I want to say, a person 
if they make a person do permanent night, it can reduce the life of that person at least by one quarter. I'm confident. Because it says of your brain, you know, the whole size of your body, you know. When the period people should be resting and the nature breeds rest, it will take a stronger energy for cells of man to operate. And of course, that is, is systematically amounted to shortness of life. That's why I think doctors, when they give them four, four nights, they give them four days to go and sleep. Oh yes, or three nights, three days, don't go to work. Dr. Stacy, his job is to go and, you know, make people die and then bring them back to life. So, he's always doing operation in the night. And when they give him night, he told me, four nights, then they give him three days off. And I told him that three days, sleep is to correct your clock. If you think that uh, it's another three days and you are going to look for another job somewhere, it is shortening of life. You want to pray. That scripture says, Then the angel that was speaking to me left and another angel came to me. This is a human being like you. When will you see an angel? When will you come to the place where you can discuss with the angelic beings? You want to tell God, Father, take away the veil from me. Whatever hinders me from expressing the spiritual, destroy it. Lift my spirit up to the realm of angels. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Philip spoke with angels. Angels gave him instruction. Anything that is a barrier... That hinders us from enjoying full spiritual benefits. In this end time, many angels are all over the place. It is sin. It is sin. Lord, take it away. Remove the veil, O God. 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 Yeah, Lord, the things that hinder my divine revelation. Some of us have nightmares instead of having encounters with God. God said, Shall we hide from Abraham what we are about to do? Tell the Lord, please, the things that hinder me from seeing you, take it away from me. The things that hinder me from seeing vision. My life is not supposed to be miserable or hidden. Because God can reveal your future to you, directions to you, divine direction, by angels. Things should not catch you unawares when you are a child of God. The Bible says he makes his messengers flames of fire. And not all his angels ministry spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Angels are supposed to serve you. Angels are created to serve you. Lord, take away the veil. 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 Take away the veil, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. The last prayer we pray is the next verse. The next verse says, And he said to him, Run, tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls. 
Jerusalem shall be a city without walls because of great number of men and livestock. Now, the issue is Satan is the one that built wall around God's people. That God wants you to be free indeed. You are going to pray. The first wall is your mindset. There are some things that devil makes us believe. And we are so convinced in those things. And it looks like God. And so when you tell people like that, that you cannot do this, don't do this again, they say that. But, I mean, that's what I believe is right. Look, I was called from somebody from America. One of the women, the first time we went to um, North Carolina, the woman who drove us, who had a testimony that, you know, she was uh, old, was 50, and she hasn't got married. We prophesied over her that same year she got a husband. That man, woman now came back to Sister Daniel and said, I don't believe in Jesus anymore because Jesus is right hand religion. Okay? No, that is even a little bad. But she now came to Sister Dagnet recently and said, you know, she said, I'm going back to my African root. American, black American. I who went to preach Jesus there. I'm the real African. I rejected her root. She says it's good for her root. You know what she now came to say? She said that, you know, uh, um, uh, that I, I really have conviction and I believe that my my stepfather who died is the one who came back as my God. Yes, so that is even worse. So she is communicating with her stepfather through the door. When I was told, I said to Daniel that that is real. I mean, she's just mad. There are some beliefs that make a man mad. It is just like, look, a, 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 a pastor told me yesterday who has a Christian school. He said that they are going to close down their, they are almost closing down their school. Because many Christians don't know that they operate. So, Christians are not sending their children. And the fact is this, government is not supporting them because government, our government in England have now said that they should build transgender toilets in every school. And then they are telling young children, children, primary school children, that, you know, if you feel that you are a man and you are caged in the, in the, in the cage of a woman, you can just wear a, womb, a, a, a man's clothes. And if you are a, a man and you think you are a woman, you can come into the, into the school with a woman dress. Children in primary school, now it's a mandate from the Ministry of Education that they should build transgender toilets. So, they refuse to sponsor Christian schools. And you know what? Christians refuse to send their children to the school. They just don't know that they exist. In a short time, all of you that are just giving back to children, if you don't go and build church school, and you send your children to church school, they will be going to a place of people who are mad. They want to make everybody mad. I'm talking about the wall of your thinking. That's the first thing you need to deal with. Satan manipulates our thoughts. That we have conviction that what we are thinking is the right thing. How many times have you felt that you are, what you want to do is the right thing? Let me just give you the case. Again and again. Who was responsible? It's the devil. It's the devil. A period has been wasted in your life before you recognize that, oh, I wasted this years. That's not God. So we're going to pray. Father, every word 
You said Jerusalem shall be a city without war. Destroy every war that the enemy has built around me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Every limitation of the devil in the realm of our mind, in our body, every war the devil has set around us to hinder us, further destroy them. Father, destroy them. Father, destroy them. Every world that surrounds us. 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 The world of laziness. The world of apathy. The world of procrastination. Father, let them sink like the world of Jericho. The world of sickness, let us seek in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us seek the world of fear, the world of doubt, let us seek in the name of Jesus Christ. As the world of Jericho sing, every world the devil has built around our lives, Father, we command them to sink, to fall down to grovels. Set us free in our mind, set us free in our body. Set us free in our marriage. Set us free in our home. Set us free in our office. Set us free, O oh God. The wall of fear, let it be destroyed. Thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. My God and King, I pray for everyone here today. Whatever world that the devil has built to hinder us from attaining the height that eternal one had ordained for us, Father, let them collapse. There are some of us who are giving us great ideas. Satan rubbed it away from our mind. We remember them in, in, in trickles. That forgetful memory. Father, heal it today. Some have visions. They wake up, they don't remember. Father, the world the devil built to, 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 to hinder people that when they are on the dream, they see things clear. When they wake up, they forget. Take it away in the name of Jesus. Some have fear of stepping out into the great things that will liberate many. Some of us will have, will have created things that will bring employment to many families. But we have so much fear that God tells you, gives you inspiration, and you begin to think of how can it be done. When he said, write down the vision and make it plain, then Herod will run. Even to write it down and do a proper business plan, we cannot. Father, that kind of war, take it away. Every procrastination that you, you will no good thing, and we continue to say, I will do it tomorrow, I will do it next year, I will do it next year, and next year I'll become 10 years. Father, take procrastination away. People who suffer from fear, fear of anything apart from God, Lord, take it away today. People who have been hindered by sickness and infirmity, pass through the midst of us. Repair our broken bodies. Lord, in the name of Jesus. People who have problems with their organs, in this month of Passover, let organs be restored. People who used to pray before, but now they find it hard. They struggle to pray when they are alone.
Destroy the world, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let your power go with them. Let your power go with them. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Turn to someone beside you, congratulate them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take your seats in the heavenly places before I disappear. I want to remind us that the cathedral was here in your last two vigils. You remember? So we want to carry the battle to the cathedral. I have spoken so highly of you. So make sure you don't disappoint me by not being there. That you guys, you are fire. Pilatu do fire. So make sure this Friday, the vigil start at 10. So all disciples are expected to be there at 9. And I'll be there with you. So that we will go together in that refreshing. And of course, I want to remind you that you are just at the last two weeks of the first quarter of the year. You must be mindful of what you set as goals from January. Third. Yeah, the first third. Because we are, we, 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 when we had the NIVG, we transited from half into the second, this, it was 15 to 16. So we have laid the table for you and gone ahead of you for you. But make sure, uh, appraise your life. Check your requests from January. Check what should have happened and has not. We pray it to manifestation. Okay? You cannot reach December and be praying there be no carryover. That's deception. Anything you don't achieve this year by December, forget it. You already carry it over. And this is the time you really plan so that if you have made mistakes in the first quarter, you can re-strategize for the next quarter. Are you with me now? That is what Jesus taught us to do. You must count the cost of your life so that every day of your life you maximize it. You don't live any day. You know, if you're a member of CFT, you shouldn't be the one binding devil all the time. You leave me alone. We release, you release yourself. Hallelujah. Because many things you are binding devil over, we are the problem, not devil. Even devil didn't even know your name. <laughs> it is us, if we can align ourselves with the scriptures, we will not pray much about the devil. I will together now. So, appraise your life. Look at your goals. Look at your promises. Look at what you have delivered. Look at what you have not been able to. Look at why. Don't talk about devil at all about that. Leave devil for me. I handle devil. You handle yourself. What you are supposed to do that you have not done. And there are some things that you intend to do this year that within this April and June is when you need to take the move. So make sure you just go for it. Be a go-getter. I will together now. No more procrastination. Get something doing so that God can have... When God will bless your hand, he can find something in your hand. He says, I will open the floodgate of heaven and bless the works of their hand. But if there is no work in the hand of a believer, the rain will fall on it, nothing will happen to him. 
Are we together now? Let's make God happy and proud in this house. Plus, our prayer goes on tomorrow. And of course, Wednesday, your Bible study. And I think we are doing Amos 8. Mama? Yeah. Amos 7 was interesting. We are doing Amos chapter 8 this Wednesday. Make sure you read it. Now, I was told that somebody turned 50. And the person wanted me to pray for her in this service. Go and call her for me because I have to leave in five minutes. So that I pray for her. And then I can go. She will do her thanksgiving on the 30th, on the last Sunday. Next week. Uh-huh. Well, let me just pray for you. If you have anything to do, thanksgiving is end of the month. Except, eh? 